Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms. Here we are, there you are, episode 12 of Sparks and Recreation. We it's a have, dozen. Uh, it's, a, it's a dozen. Next episode will be a baker's dozen, but let's not get ahead uh-huh. of ourselves. <laughs> we have uh, a full crew tonight, everybody. All hands on deck. We've got four seamen at the helm. Although I, I think actually seafarers is probably the preferred nomenclature. Well, we'll stick with sea, four seafarers. <laughs> Myself, Matthew Jigmalinka-Rooks. Joined, as always, by the enchanted garrote to my ever-burning candle, Tim Agency. You picked the stupidest upgrades for me. <laughs> They're deep cuts, man. I mean, we could go with the, uh, you know, the jagged spear, and but, you know, we got to go with the deep yeah. cuts. Yeah, yeah. I'm a jagged spear. I'm, I'm a knife belt, baby. You are a knife belt. But it's fun to bring up the enchanted garrote because, you know, it gets, it gets lost in the, in the mix sometimes. Anyways. It sucks. Uh, I said we had a, we've got a full crew, and we do tonight, guys. Yes. We are joined as well by our other co-hosts, Sam Scrap Force Parsons. Now, maybe, Sam, this is a good chance. Let's settle your um, IGN once and for all here. What, what are you going with? My official IGN is Scrap Force. But there's, there's an interesting story, as you might have known... <laughs> Now, this story was cut out of the last podcast. Let me, I'll share it quickly for you here. At any, any Star Realms player will know that to play that game, you are scrapping, right? And in Hero Realms, my Scrap preferred scouts, game now, baby. you sacrifice. And so I, I think if I were to make my IGN today, it probably would be Sac Force. But officially, IGN, send, send your challenges... Send your challenges to Scrap Force. Okay. That's talk, how it goes. Talk, talk to it's Wise little, Wizard and get it changed to Sack Force. It, it's a little more family friendly, too. But I, I've just got to say I'm very pleased with some of the things that have transpired on the server. And there are now multiple players playing Sack Force Fighters, which just makes me so happy. I can't tell you. <laughs> it makes me so happy. I love it. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on the pod. Yeah, so we got the origin behind uh, Sack Force, a.k.a. Scrap Force. And last but not least, our very own Chris Double Dubs Wahlberg. How are you today, my friend? And welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. I am doing well. Thanks for having me on the podcast today, guys. Happy to be here. Uh, ready to rock and roll. Let's. Uh, what are we doing today? What are we getting into? Oh, dude, we are, we've got a lot to go through. And by the way, stuff. that triple hey, your lead in hey, 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 which is a throwback <laughs> to Fat Albert. I used to, if you go back mm-hmm. to the early episodes uh-huh. of Sparks and Rec, that's how I would open. Hey. And then I think we did, we had the three-way uh, episode with Double Dubs, and you guys uh, kind of, he stole my thunder, and he just pulls it off better. So I had to wow. abandon You, you know, I, I can see video of you guys, and oh, I nice. see a little baby prison behind Double Dubs there. Is yes. that where you... <laughs> He hates that thing. The kid will not hang out in the baby prison <laughs> anymore. That's why he, I don't blame why, him. 
great podcasting content here as we describe each other's backgrounds in the, uh, <laughs> in, in the video. That no one can see. Wait till you look at Sam's background, man. Wow. <laughs> Shit. Wow. I, I'm I can't even say that on the air. Anyways, uh, don't worry. This is all going to get cut later, guys. So just go, just roll with it. Nice. Guys, today we have a bunch of stuff to get through. Uh, however, before we do that, there's just a little housekeeping that we'd like to take care of at the beginning of the uh, top of the show here. First of all, I just want to give a shout out to some new content that our uh, community has come up with recently. First, our very own Double Dubs has started streaming. He has joined the streaming ranks uh, and he does a really damn good job of it. Not only winning, but providing really insightful commentary no, on what he does. Incredible. Hey, hey, I just got to say, I'm the better streamer because I won more games than he did last week. So. Last week. Yeah, okay. the competition right. is on, though, and the competition shall yeah. be fierce. Tune in. You'll get me, you'll get me this week because I'm not streaming this week. Oh, nice. Oh, I win by default. There we go. I win by default. Tune yeah, in for the stream off that will continue between these two. <laughs> stream um, off. Double Dubs, his stream is on Monday nights, 930 Eastern, and I think you go for about two hours. Is that right, Chris? Unless you and I queue up for a game at the very end and it goes 40 minutes, then, you know, we'll, we'll push nice. it a little longer. But Just one last quick cleric game at the end. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Um, also, one more uh, shout out to one of our newer community members, uh, Vegna Prime, who has put together some really nice YouTube videos, uh, kind of uh, going over some beginner tips and uh, things for new players to look for when they're playing the game. He did a really nice job with those videos, so shout out to him. We'll put a sh uh, link for all this stuff in the show notes, guys, so check it out. Vegna Prime YouTube videos are great stuff, and Double Dub Stream. And, of course, our own Agency 13, the original, the OG, streaming away week after week, except next week, Uh Killing it as always. I always love to play him on stream because I can get him distracted and beat him sometimes. <laughs> it's pretty easy to beat me on stream, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of new content, uh, Tim. So, new content, uh, you went over like the video type stuff. There's some new articles out. So, uh, Decat put out his part one of the Thief article and it was, it's very good. Um, he also updated his cleric articles i've updated my fighter articles uh all those are up on realmsrising.com uh so good stuff that's been now updated for release it's not stuck somewhere in the beta before balance changes and all of that like that stuff's pretty much all been updated except for your article matt i think yours is still stuck in like wizard no mine's Stone updated Age. i updated oh yours is updated too images. yeah and added Woo! some awesome character Lovely. build images and speaking well. of images uh, Dakaran made some really cool character build images uh, that he shared with the community. And I know he gave me access to be able to do the files through uh, Figma. I think that's what it's called. Something yep. like that. Yep. And, uh, and so I think he's working on being able to just make it for the community to be able to do that stuff. And so I know one of the things that we're talking about doing with Hero Helpers, making a character builder on the page and likely going with a similar layout to what he did there. So, um, yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, yeah. I also want to give a big thanks to the Patreons, uh, Logan K. Stewart, Noodle Toolpay. God, I butchered that. I'm sorry, Noodle. Um, double Dubs. Woo -woo. Um, the only reason we let him on the podcast is because uh, he's a patron. <laughs> yeah. 
you know just so, just messing and the and daily twenty three so thank thanks to you folks uh for the support uh we also had a uh donation donor uh from Horgel, so uh, I know he's been listening and interacting on Facebook and all of that stuff for he's like the only guy that interacts in Facebook with our page so uh thanks Larry for the support we appreciate it my we friend. love you Larry you're the best um Larry led uh, <laughs> uh server boosting on the realms rising server um it's a good thing to do I mean you get little icons next to your name and stuff like that you know uh, that's kind of cool. One one of the cool things is that there's more like uh, emoticon emojis or whatever. They're not emoticons anymore, right? They're emojis. Emojis, um, animated ones. You can also increase the uh, image size, uploads, yeah, and videos, that and sort of so stuff. Cool. Yeah, yeah so. it adds I know, I know, I know. I'm a I'm a one of the Nitro <clears throat> users on Discord, and I I use my server boosts on. It's me, you, and the cats each give double boost to that, brings it up to six, and then uh, Fijero jumped in with that seventh boost to put us over the top and get, unlock those uh cool yeah cool i know stuff. i know matt's super excited about that stuff so <laughs> i am dude hey i spent a lot of time making up those little icons well let's continue it on sam's up sam is up at the plate so like beyond all of that one of the things that that those donations and help goes for is to help with hero helper so we already talked about character builder kind of coming in but maybe Sam can give a little bit of an update here on what's happening with the site. Tim, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, Hero Helper is a big part of it. And just isn't it so cool to hear about all the stuff that is happening on the Discord and in the community? It is awesome. Oh, I'm yeah. just it's a hopping place. I'm that's loving for sure. it. I'm loving it. We hit 300 so, members recently on uh, the Discord server, on the Realms Rising oh. Discord. Yeah, that, that person Damn. should get like a special role or something, right? Like 300, the I don't 300. know, something. Like, yeah, like when you they sold like the like, burger at McDonald's. Big, biggest right? noob on the server. <laughs> Give him a custom role. Huh? They'll be so happy. <laughs> I'm on it. Awesome. I can't wait. They're going to be happy in, for reals because that stuff makes me super happy. Uh, so Hero Helper update from yours truly as you guys all probably know by now if you don't now you do uh tim and i have put a lot of time and effort into building hero helper we want stats we want to we are heroes helping heroes as matt likes to say and uh honestly it's just really a lot of fun to have such a cool project to work on so now that we have had hero helper around and that's been uh talked about a lot on the server we have 19,801 games logged, you guys. 19,801. I would say that's a pretty damn good uh, body of evidence to start making statistical uh, statements from. Now, any time any time you bring data into an argument, someone will say, well, your sample size is affected by this. And to those people, I say, yeah, you're, you're kind of right, but 19,000 games suck it. This is what the the evidence. <laughs> well, you is know what, what? One thing I would say is, even though uh, the data may kind of be skewed by the people that are going to be logging games through Hero Helper, it also has the data from the people they played, and there's a lot of yep. random people and over nineteen thousand games with a lot of those with random people. That's a good sample size. That's a good sample even size. even if thing- half the people playing are more hardcore, I guess. 
for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, I whenever true, whenever someone brings ahead. data into the argument, I would say, you know, what about lore? Because I really thought he was a more intriguing um, wow. Star Trek character. <laughs> <laughs> Little TNG humor we, for everybody in there. Sorry, guys, scary. Um, dear listeners. If you're hearing this, please, please, in the memes channel on the Discord server, put all your favorite data or lore gifts now. As you hear this, please. Nice. And I, I mentioned Jigmalinkba because he will I have ha- I have a whole lot of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation dad joke memes because oh. my brother belongs to oh, a like a wait. group that that's all they do is oh. that group. And so that I, is some, I can find some a bunch. That's content. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, okay, so back to that conversation that we we're just having regarding Hero Helper, Hero Helper, and the games. I would argue that we on the Discord in our discussions are probably better represented by the data set than anyone. So while you might be accurate to say yes, but the average person doesn't, blah blah blah. Actually, I think with our user base, our data set is pretty good because good segue here. We now have 81 people registered for Hero Helper that are logging games. Honestly, the, you know, the more people you have, the more games you get from these different sources, the more random games from other people get logged. Uh, so it's only a good thing. And then my final thing that I want to do, quick shout out to my dear brother, Ben. Ben Pars is his IGN. Uh, our brotherly uh, record right now, Ben is at 24 wins. I am at 29 wins. Ooh. So 54% win rate against my dear brother, Ben. Suck it, bro. <laughs> Suck it. Enjoy. Enjoy wow. the losses. Although he has gotten wow. me the last, I think, like three of five. So he's, 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 he's a pretty solid player. So he's uh, very slow. He's slow, but he's good. He's sl- Yeah, he's slow because he's really busy. He, he's a doctor. Yeah. So he's like, oh. well, I better save this person's life rather than <laughs> take my turn. It's understandable. But, and here's his younger uh, brother talking shit on a podcast when he, when he has five. I mean, five more you know, when I'm when I'm better at something, I need to make sure it's known to the world. <laughs> this is brotherly <laughs> love. Not, this not is exactly talking. how. Sam, question: Are you a younger brother or an older brother? I'm the youngest, which makes it even more important oh, to talk shit. Oh, absolutely. Yes, because I didn't spent, even need to ask. I knew a, he was a younger brother. I thought so, but I was making it clear for everyone. Fair. He spent a solid 15 years whipping my ass, so now I get to, (laughs) when I get my victories, I'm also taller than him, just just so you guys know. My younger brother is taller than me, and I'm better than him at everything that matters. All right, wait, Sam, (laughs) how tall are you? Uh, Six feet, four inches. Six feet, four inches. 193 centimeters for those international listeners. I'm I'm just under you. I'm 190. Well, I'm 192, 193 as well. I'm six foot. Yeah. I mean, it's a a range. It depends on Depends on what shoes you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. I think one time I got really serious about it and I took my shoes off and everything and I was six feet, three inches and three quarter. Six feet and three quarter. Sorry. I can't even say it because it's so fucked up. Six foot, three and three quarter inches. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. Six foot, three and three. So one quarter off six, four. I just say six, four. And the other question is how many F-bombs will Sam drop just answering a simple question about how tall he is? That's, that's <laughs> right. Sorry, children. Sorry, um, children. Chris, it's how tall happen. are you? Um, I am oh. five, ten and three quarters if we're going there, you know? We're going hey! there. <laughs> Which is pretty much how tall brothers. I am. Me, me and Chris are like the same height. Yeah. Sam and Matt are about the same height. And Whoa. we all like to drop the f bombs. So. <laughs> Serendipity. Yeah. Serendipity. For <laughs> for semen manning the sparks and wreck. 
Oh, Jesus. Heading out to <laughs> This is the here content folks are here for, I imagine. Great. See what happens when you put four people, four people together. Just magic. Magic happening funny. everywhere. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Sammy, keep going. You were going to talk a little bit more about future plans, I think, for uh, Hero Helper, right? Correct. Actually, once one quick update. I think we talked about it last uh, last episode. However, just to reiterate, we now have SSL. Um, don't ask me what that stands for. It's something about security. What it means to you lay folks and myself is that uh, HTTPS now works, which is means that like all of our traffic from your computer to our servers is encrypted. So it's secure getting, sockets uh, layer, Sam. I'm getting some, yeah, we're, we're getting some news on the wire here. Holding my earpiece. <laughs> now, now, uh, I'm, now I'm imagining like player. the old 1910 radio announcer. This just in. Exactly. I'm just having, our listeners, our listeners are breathing a sigh of relief now that at least one of us understands what SSL is. So that's it. Yes, exactly. And let me tell you. I know what it stands for. Tim, right. let's quit while we're ahead, bud. Come on, come on. I just said <laughs> it was the wild ride. Side of relief. Wild ride getting it to work, and I appreciate everyone's patience while I waited like two weeks. Also went on a vacation in the middle of it all. Blah blah blah. Uh, future plans. So Tim and I are anxiously awaiting the day that we get to launch dashboards on the website. So when you log in, um, we're not going to have any kind of a user authentication or anything like that yet. So. Uh, you know, don't share That's your passwords and such. coming down the road. Um, yep. Uh, you just log in, you get your, your email to verify that it's actually you. That's pretty damn good. Uh, and what will happen is you will start seeing your win rates and seeing how you're doing with every character. And the really cool thing is that once we get into this world of dashboarding and whatever, uh, the, we're going to have more data available to us. So when we were in sheetville, uh, where we where we are right now, the land of sheets, uh, the freak in the sheets, Tim, uh, had to turn off one of the most intriguing data sets, which is the uh, character build, uh, like yeah. win rates and stuff like that, because it was just it's too much that I think we have like 50,000 rows on that data set where we have 19,000 games. We have like 50,000 rows of data on the on the heroes. We, we have like 40. We have like 40,000 rows of players just from that and wow. then each yeah. player has like 10 to 12 rows for that yeah. so it would be it would be way more than 50 it would be like a lot yeah it's 400 thousand rows yeah it puts, you, it puts you up sheet creek without a paddle <laughs> wow it sure does it sure does we had to turn it off Nuts. plus it was really hard to make it work in sheets to try to figure out how to do that so we just said when we get yeah. to the site we'll mess with it because this is all hard and guys we're not just we're just we're just doing our best, you know. We're just doing our best here, okay? Heroes helping. So, anyways, heroes. we are heroes helping heroes, <laughs> figuring it out, making it happen. And uh, what's going to happen is that we're going to get some build data along with our win rate. Win rates. So, not only could I say like, yeah, the ranger is the is winning fifty four percent of all matches, but the four three is. ranger is winning more than the three two ranger, or or vice versa. We, yes. I haven't looked at it, but. Exactamundo, which I will say, I just this is a, a side, but I think I'm a convert to four three. I was started off with three two. There it is. I think I'm a four three convert. You know, I, I I just level. Oh, we don't need to get into it. Whatever. Let's <laughs> we'll, keep going. We'll save it for later. I'm sure yeah, it'll come up. You guys again. are doing a great job but... of keeping this short so far. So just keep, keep, keep it up. <laughs> We're still in the intro. Let's go. Let's hear. Let's hear about your favorite ranger build. Go quick. 
Five minutes. <laughs> yes. And intro. that's all for Hero Helper. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> please log in. Hero-helper.com. Log in, please. Awesome. Thanks, Sam, for the quick uh, uh, wrap-up on Hero Helper stuff. Beautiful. Rounding off the introduction here, what a smooth, taut introduction it is. We have uh, Double Dubs. Double Dubs, give us a quick overview of what we'll be going over today. Yeah, so today we are going to be hitting it up with what I believe is everyone's favorite segment. What would you do? Is that correct that it's everyone's it's, favorite? It's I'm not Sam's deal. favorite. Oh, okay. What would you Sam, do? Sam likes who let the pot out. And Of course. So after that, our main focus today is going to be mirror matches, which is a really exciting topic to get into. I'm a fan of uh, most mirror matches in the game. I think they're really cool, so I can't wait to break that down with folks. After that, we have HR 101 playing from behind, and that segment's going to focus on, you know, you've identified that you are not in a great position in this game. What are you going to do from here? So we have all put together some thoughts and ideas about that, and we're excited to share them with you. After that is going to be who let the pod out. Oh, 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 oh. Hopefully that's recorded because I don't want to do it again live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. We have the intro for that. Don't you? Don't you worry. That, that Excellent. Is... I mean, I'll do it for you guys, but yes, that's great. And, and we that, we brought Sam on just for the playing from behind part because we know he's an expert in that area <laughs> of the game. Well, if you have a character named Sackforce, you better be. Let me just say. Who doesn't have a character named Sackforce? These days. I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, one last segment. One quick is, note, too. Oh, quick note on HR 101 playing from behind. This was an idea from one of our uh, Discord community members, Fijero, I believe. So thanks for that uh, submission. <laughs> Shout out. So <laughs> I love how you say that. IGN. Oh yeah. Fijero. Yes. That's how you say it. That's how you say it, dog. Matt's got proper pronunciation. Fijero. So and then he we're gonna do a linguist. Community roundup will be the final segment. So uh with all of that out of the way, let's kick it off with what would you do? What would you say you do here? Here we are once again, guys. Episode 12. What would you do? Uh, each week, we give you a scenario of a decision point in the game and uh, talk about it. Evaluate the d- different decisions. Explain what we, what we would do. And we also actually share uh, this image on uh, our Discord server. And in our show notes as well. So if you're listening to this and you, it's kind of difficult to follow along, pull up that image really quick uh, and take a look at it that way. And um, it, it'll be a little easier to follow along. All right. So um, let's paint the picture for this week's What Would You Do? And uh, Double Dubs is going to do us the honor this week. Yeah, and I think um, in the interest of painting a picture rather than just literally read off every card since the image is available for everyone, I think I'm going to go through some of the highlights that really affect the decision. So we're going to put into context first the market row, which has all of the eight cost cards in the game on it and master weigh-in on the side there. So just to review. I've never seen that. Oh yeah, I've never seen that live. Yeah, a, it's a little bit of weigh in on the side, right? <laughs> wow. um, Marlin is in the house. Go ahead. <laughs> Firebomb, Arcus, Grok, 
Tyranor, Master Wan is up for purchase. Um, let's talk about what the what we have as highlights. So we've got Varric, Rake, Orc Grunt, and some economy in the form of bribe and influence and a fire gem. And by the way, uh, we should talk about the matchup here. We are a cleric up against a ranger, and we have the Phoenix Helm, and I believe that's the Bless of Soul, right, guys? Flock. Flock. Bless of Flock. Flock. Okay, thanks. So we're hmm. split in between buffing and healing as far as our skill goes, and we're up against the ranger who has cloak, and that's the 3-2 track, Four. I think, right? 4-3. Four, 4-3? Three. Four, three? Okay. Four, three. Thanks. So, um, <laughs> right. Uh, and then our opponent cards of note are Wolf Form, Brolin, uh, the economy giving wild champion, Elven Gift. They've got a sack card in the form of Death Touch, and they have a list in play. But their deck is a little clogged up. They've got some things like Street Thug and, and other stuff. You got to check the image out online. So it has come to us. We have 10 economy and two damage to deal. And we're staring down a list that is on the board. We can purchase anything that we want. Um, so there you have it, everybody. Uh, should I get into my purchase here and my play? Or does someone else want to jump in first? You set them up, buddy. You get to knock them down first. Go for it. Okay, so I'm going to keep it pretty simple and sweet here, I think. Um, our opponent has sacrifice already, and there's a Tyranor out there. I Already love buying Tyranor, so to me it's a slam dunk grabbing the big red demon in this case. Um, I love the scrap. We have <laughs> very Tyranor conductor. I love it. Don't say don't say big red demon around Sam, man. Like, just... <laughs> okay. Grabbing the well, big red or, demon. You know. or Tim apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, Varric synergizes nicely with Tyranor already. We've got Rake as another powerful champion. So getting this deck scrapped down quickly and riding out some of these big nice champions that we have is going to be a clear path to victory for me and um yeah our opponent running away with the sacrifice we can't have that because they already have the two sacrifice cards so that's why i would make the purchase that i would that is what i would do passing it on to the next nice. person what's up so i'm gonna Beautiful. i'm gonna jump in next um couple things to note um we played a fire gem. We have two damage, but we can sack that to get the five to take out list. So definitely would be doing that here. For sure. Um, and and I think absolutely go Tyranor here. Um, and my evaluation kind of overall, I think it's the best eight cost anyway, especially as a cleric when you're behind on sacrifice. Um, that's definitely what I'm going to be wanting to do is is do that. I, I played a, I played a cleric mirror today. Chris is raising his hand. Tim, does the fact that it's mid game affect your decision here at all? Does that make you like like Tyranor a little dude, less? No, Tyranor Tyr is so fast. Okay, at sacrificing that it doesn't like if if you're about to die, like it's late game. Sure, but it's forty eight health for us, the cleric, and sixty six for the ranger. And we got yeah, flock. we've all bought cards. Yeah. This game's still going a while. Cool. Um, cool. And and I can tell you, I, I played some games earlier today that I was playing where I was playing Cleric and my opponents would get sacrificed before me. Well, you know what? I would get stuff. I got Tyranor and 
I would just wreck like Tiranora will win games for you with how fast it will sacrifice. So even in mid game. Now if it's True. really late, you only got twenty health left and your opponent's got a bunch of cards and they're already, you know, sacrificed down, that's a different story, but it's not there yet. Yeah. All right. Well put. Sammy, what would you do? So I'll give you, so I'm not as good as you guys are. So it, I had to think kind of hard about this one. Um, I did end up at Tyranor, uh, mm-hmm. in all honesty, but I did give a good thought to Grok because I kind of want to hate draft him. Uh, you've got the Elven Gift, uh, Broline, and Wolf Form already with your uh, opponent. And you have uh, the Rangers already cycling tons of stuff. So it's pretty dangerous. I thought about that pretty hard. And then also anytime you can get a firebomb as uh, a cleric, it's good because it's such a powerful card to counter the cleric's biggest strength of buffing the the characters up and Mm -hmm. getting extra health. So all that was going through my mind. But ultimately, when I looked at it in the end, Tyranor, for all the reasons said, I mean, you've got I can see three gold that are still in the hand. Uh, You got Varric already. Uh, Varric and Tyranor together. It's like mm, chef's kiss. And yeah, I think that's Ultimately, the right choice to make and probably hopefully what I would do in the game. What do you think, Matt? Uh, You guys hit all the important points. This is actually my game that I took a screenshot of. And I think Mm. the one of the main reasons I did is because all eight bombs were out on the market row. And I was like, oh, that'd be a cool. What would you do? Um, But I think it's pretty obvious that Tyranor is the best bet. Now, I would argue the cleric is a little behind so far in this game. The... Ranger has a night really nice deck shaping yes. up, and they yes. could run away. Ranger has a lot of Ranger has some bloat in their deck though too. Agreed. It does, but yep. they've got some. They do have one. Uh, they've got Death Touch, and they've got uh, yep. Elven and Gift to help lists. them. Yeah, yep. endless. So I mean, uh, but we have an interesting start too. We've got we've got Rake and Varric. All right, so <clears throat> I think Tyranor is the best bet here, but just for the sake of you know argument. Uh, Sam brought up a good argument for Grack. Uh, he's green. He helps you cycle. And he act, that uh, damage he does is really nice. Uh, not mm. to mention his seven uh, guard, which is even a little better than, than Tyranor. One thing I'll say about Firebomb is, A, you don't definitely don't want the Ranger getting that Firebomb. And B, although Tyranor probably is a better stopgap to help you if you're a little behind, Firebomb is not too far behind. It helps uh, cycle your own deck, helps destroy other champions, and it just does shit tons of damage. So mm-hmm. they're all good choice. I think uh, Arcus is definitely the lowest choice here. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyranor is the best. Um, I, I think Arcus could be okay if you had already Imperial, but just as a cleric, usually you don't buy Imperial. Is the general right. advice I've heard, and yeah. I, I tend to follow it, and it tends to work pretty good. It, it, it has a spot, but... Like this anything, it, it goes the the value goes down as a clear. If you're yeah. already sacrificed down quite a bit, then Arcus is awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good. Yeah. But this is not the case here. All right. So yeah. uh, let's switch over really quickly to the uh, Discord just to see how um, the discussion went down there. I put up a the quick Discord. voting for this, and we had 16 votes for uh, Tyranor and only three for... Uh, firebomb so overwhelmingly the discord community also agrees that tyranor is the way to go um a few people chimed in uh i think 
I'm one stunner came in first and said, um, Tyranor is the way to go. Goober also chimed in. He said, Firebomb is a valid option for me as a cleric. I'd like to get as much stun as I can. So Goober actually went with Firebomb there. I think he was one of the three who voted for it. Vegna Prime came in and he said he would also go Tyranor. Uh, Ranger's deck is a little bloated. And um, if we can match up and get our Necro Sacrifice working and Phoenix Helm humming, get Master Weigh-In on a later turn, uh, things could be looking good for the Cleric. Uh, Fijero jumped in and said he agrees basically with Begna. <laughs> Frank also chimed in and um, said Tyranor is the best way to go. Uh, Indelus also came in and said Tyr is the Cleric Holy Grail. Uh, Grack would be best for the Ranger next. So if the Ranger could get, uh, had what's left, he would go with Grack there. I would actually probably go Firebomb over Grack. But um, anyways, yeah, it was an interesting market. Although it seems like the choice is pretty unanimous on what to do. Tyranor was a yeah. go there. So I'm curious, Matt, did they indeed get Grack or Firebomb in wreck you with it? Or did you pull it up? Pull it to, yeah, to what happened next? You took Tyranor. Uh, I, I, I got Tyranor and I ended up winning the game. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and right I will decision. say, too, it, one thing to look at, too, is the health. Like, if you look at that starting health, yeah. and this is why looking at health can be a little uh, illusion, uh, dilute. Oh, okay. Misleading. Delusionary. Delusionary. <laughs> Revolutionary. A little Delusionary. misleading. Misleading. There you go. Uh, so the, the the ranger has 66 right now, and the cleric has 48 health. And you're like, oh, boy, that could be trouble. But the cleric, if they yeah. use their uh, bless here, they're, they're going to be a close to max health. It'll you're you're going to be blessing here, every yeah. turn. So yeah, like the cleric doesn't have to really worry too much about health. In fact, they can drop behind quite a bit. Uh, and sometimes have to do that in order to get their uh, engine uh, constructed before they can you know, mm -hmm. turn turn on the ignition. So health is, of course, a very important thing to look at, but it can be misleading. Thanks for the input yeah. there. All right, great, guys. I great call on the cleric part, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that was a fun one. And uh, once again, if you have any submissions, if you have a cool situation you would like to submit for the podcast or just discussion, uh, please send it to us. There's an email in the show notes. You can post it on the What Would You Do channel in Discord or just send it to us. If you post it in Discord, that's totally fine too. You'll get a bunch of people commenting on it, uh, which is always a fun thing to do as well. So lots yeah, of ways th to there's a, with this. Th there's always a number of those that are in the Discord channel that we don't uh, necessarily talk about on the podcast, but I love the fact that people are posting them in there. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I don't really care what other people would do. I know what I would do, and that's what's important to me. So. Well, and it's cool <laughs> just, to see. I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> well, it's cool to see how people evaluate different things. Right. right. And it's I, I always time... forget to take screenshots of my games. That's my problem. Is I was like, oh, this would be a good. What would you do? I'm gonna take a screenshot of this after I finish the game and do a replay, and then I forget to do it. So it's a pain in the butt because you. Have have to not only get a screenshot of the yeah. game state that's the most important thing but yep. you need to look at the discards of both your opponent and yourself and your draw decks as well mm -hmm. so you have a complete picture of what to how to evaluate the best choice but yeah yep definitely yeah. if you're interested definitely yeah definitely uh submit one and we'd be happy to uh, include it in a future episode all right guys that will wrap up what would you do number 12 and let's transition into the main topic mirror matches
Okay, we are on today's main topic, which is, I think, everybody's favorite main topic here except for me. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about mirror matches. I I find some mirror matches really interesting, and some of them I find the most boring and stupid games ever. So we're going to start off with the probably the one that I, I hate the most in the fighter mirror. And Sam's going to talk about this one. All right, Sam, you're up first with the fighter. All fighter right. mirrors. Um, fighter mirrors. Uh, so as Tim already alluded to, very luck uh, driven. I would like to get a consensus. Matt, do you feel the same way? Um, yes or no? I, I actually enjoy them because they're quick, but they are very RNG and shuffle dependent. That, in fact, when right. you have. So, yes, he says yes. He says yes, similar. even though he enjoys them. Yeah, they're quick. Doves, what do you think? I think uh, maybe if you got the rucksack build, there's a little more room for interaction and choices and stuff like that to play into it. Uh But if you're on pure damage versus pure damage, then you're just throwing dice at each other and and seeing what happens. Mm -hmm. They are quick. They are definitely quick. I love that about it. Actually, it's really fast. I do like that part about it. Seven to ten matches, and actually that fact, my friends, will um, kind of drive a lot of the commentary here. So uh, number one thing that I have as a tip for for mirror matches, uh, play with principles. So one of the themes of uh, two podcasts ago, and basically what you want to do is just use your ability as much as you can. Mm -hmm. That ability is gold because the game is going to be over really fast, and honestly, buying cards is way less valuable in a fighter mirror because you're just not going to get that big of an opportunity to use them. Think about the game as lasting about three shuffles. You're going to get about three shuffles. So if you buy a car in the first round, you're going to get to use it maybe twice, most likely once. So keep that in mind. Um, so when you're going through that kind of a scenario and you know that RNG is such a thing, uh, what should you keep in mind? Um, Number one thing, uh, when you start off, use your ability as much as you can. Again, I, I just said that. Uh, ability in Fire Gym is a fine move, but also cheap damage and guards. So for this scenario, your key targets would be uh, Elven Curse, Elven Bless, Intimidation, The Rot. Those are some of my favorite cards for uh, what, the what, cheap what's damage Elven side of Bless? it. Oh, did I? Elven Gift. That's not a card. A card name. Elven Elven gift, gift? probably. You know what's fucking. You know what sucks. Sorry. You know what sucks is that I even went to the trouble of looking that card up and I wrote it down wrong (laughs) in my notes. Funny. And I think you mean skill, not ability. By the way, just. uh, So what do you got? It's a small thing, but I came up with a good way of remembering the difference between skill or ability. But maybe this isn't the time or place. No, do it. it. I love it. Well, yeah. So like skill which has two L's in a row requires that you have two gold in a row to be able to use it. And the ability, which starts with a B at the beginning of the alphabet. Usually you want to use that at the beginning of the game. You want to use your uh, once per game ability towards the beginning. That, so at the beginning that, of the alphabet. That's, so boom, there you go. That's, that's how an I can interesting, That's an interesting mnemonic device there chris the ability like mnemonic that. was a little convoluted i love the skill the double l though is too yeah that's, that's and if yeah. you have just one you don't really L's. need the other right like if you yeah. can remember skill then you True. Yeah. you're good i just remember that skill costs two gold and that's all i have to remember 
Yeah, I can't. I just, I just that sat in my, I just it's sat, I just sat in my chair in my living room, and I rocked back and forth and said, "Skill costs two gold. Skill costs two gold." Literally, that's what for like did. an hour, and then I got it. I love that mental. If you've image. seen Rain it Man, seems, it never, seems super Rain easy. Man, you know, he never makes yeah, mistakes. Now, see, Chris, you, your big mistake with your ability mnemonic just now was you said it starts with oh. A B, and as soon as you said A B, Tim started thinking about Varric's apps, and you lost. Oh, all, yeah, all you lost me because I was thinking about I apps. Did. I was totally thinking about apps. I was like, it's got to be. Varric. He looked Varric. up at the ceiling and started envisioning Varric. Yep. So. And now all I can envision is Tim, like Rain Man, sitting there <laughs> saying to himself, two gold skill, two gold skill. Okay. It all right. Hard to derail. Um, Hopefully someone out there that's useful for them. And let's let's hear what else you got for Fighter, my man. Thank you guys so much for the input. I appreciate it. So actions, we went over. Elven Curse, Elven Gift, Intimidation, The Rot. Uh, good guards, orc grunt. It's probably my favorite one. Kind of, it's hands down because you could parlay that into a possible draw. Again, three shuffles maybe, but still, if you get the draw, you get you get lucky with a spark mm-hmm. or something like that. So uh, the other good cheap guards, good, questionable. Um, man at arms and death cultist. I mean, those are basically there as a as a sponge to take up damage. That's what it is. You could probably also get like most people will kill any champion. As well, uh-huh. so if you see other champions that are fairly decent, like not a bad idea to pick them up. It, um, it, guards are better though. It, 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 I, I keep trying to say something here. Um, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. If you have the helm of fury, the guards are damage, extra damage. Yes. Too. So, so like your your death cultist, instead of being two damage, it can be five damage, which is a big difference, and Huge. it's absorbing three damage, usually. Yeah. And it turns so. your shield bearer into actually a damage dealing character, which yeah. is huge. Um, uh, I have a side question about uh-huh. that build. Would you buy recruit or something to to, to get you to keep it? I would. I would buy. I would buy recruit, and I would buy like uh, uh, rally the troops. Always um, buy that, anyways. Yeah. Command dom- anything that like taxation less so. I don't really want that card. But yep. if it's straight up healing, that is the counter to damage. Yeah. So I would buy healing. A guard yes. is 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 a uh, almost the same as healing, except for there's cards that will let you just you know stun a guard. So it's less valuable yeah. than healing is. Yep. Actually, Tim, that was a good segue to the next topic. So again, you always want to try to use your ability if possible. But when would Skill. you not? Skill, thank you. When would you? I wrote the word ability all over this damn note sheet, so I'm going to say <laughs> don't it. change it. And everyone, it, when you you don't have to change everyone it when you see it. Document. Can you just can you just control F that, Matt? <laughs> anyway, Replace. um, yeah. Uh, when would I not pop my skill? Uh, in this case, as Tim just mentioned, rally the troops in command. I want that card. I noticed in the last HRPC event that when I got. Or if my opponent got rallied the troops or command, they won the game. Like it happened almost every time that happened, and it's just that small difference. That's not both of those cards are huge, yeah. huge. I mean, yeah. in any, general, any huge. mirror, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you in in most mirrors, if you can get sack and heals, and the other guy doesn't get it, then you're in a really good place. In the fighter, the sack is not as important, but right. if you can if you if you can do sack and damage. In an early sack, then yeah, it'd be great. Uh, next, when would I not pop my uh, my skill? Thank you. Uh, high damage cards like Hit Job or Dark Energy. Those are both 
Uh, also, I would add wolf, wolf form to that. I didn't add it mm-hmm. to my list, but wolf form is in the in the list. It's a little harder to get because it's five gold instead of four. The fighter has a very limited economy, hard to build it up in enough time for a fighter mirror to, to actually use it. Um, but I think those are both really good. Uh, and then uh, also, if you can buy these early, this is a, a little rucksack, Jim. He, he told me, I will skip my skill and buy early if it's turn one or two only for dark reward and, and uh, or sorry, not dark reward, but dark energy and hit job. So he added a little wrinkle to that. Only in turn one or two will he skip his skill. Hmm. Uh, and then I do like deception and dark reward, but in a mirror, I just don't know if there's enough time to use them. So hmm. I don't, I'm not going to advocate. So, so doing what, one thing I would say deception, like if you have the gold, I wouldn't skip my skill for it. Right. But um, since it draws and pays two gold, it'll pay for that skill the rest of the game when it draws. And if you have any yeah. other blue, like a hit job or uh, intimidation or whatever, um, it gets Profiting. way better. Mm-hmm. I was yep. thinking with, with intimidation or yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. like the thing you need to make sure you do not do with deception is what, you will usually do when you buy deception is buy every gold or every blue card you possibly can. <laughs> right. Just so you can try to get it because it's such a good card. But you can't do that. You have to not do that. Yeah. But yes, if you somehow magically have seven gold, probably it's going to be in turn two or something. And you like you could flip it. It won't hurt you to get it, but just make sure you're still using your ability and that there's not like a better option on the on the row. Um same with Dark Reward. I mean it's not going to hurt you, especially if you have a gold or a red mm-hmm. card to pair it with. I mean, sexy if you can pair it, but it's just not very common. So one one of the things that I talk about in my uh, novice to expert series is is like that the game pace. The sacrifice takes like three shuffles for it to really pay off. So yeah. so like a, a dark reward isn't going to do a whole lot in a fighter mirror where you're going to get three shuffles. Maybe yeah. maybe maybe it lets you buy a bigger card like a a firebomb or something maybe but like i wouldn't i would not prioritize that card at all okay that's a good call out um one other thing too and i this is how i play but i wonder about you guys um when you buy a fire gem you i burn it the very next time it comes up in my hand do you do that as well in a fire fire mirror mirror. absolutely 100 yes okay i just wanted to make sure that you you were on board with that too because that's it real obvious uh tip but you know, obviously, if there's a, a influence, the red three gold instead of a fire gem, buy that and burn it. Don't worry. I think people want to hold on to the influence sometimes because it's like so cool. Three gold. Just burn that mother. <laughs> Don't worry. Burn that mother. Um, And yeah, try not to skip your skill more than one to two times during the game. We've really harped on it. I don't think I need to talk too much more about that, but it's all about that skill, baby. You want to end that game, that game as fast as you possibly can. So we also, on top of you know the the information that we just shared, I did reach out to some of our community members, Rucksack and Noodle Tupe, and they gave some really good advice I want to cover. So thank you guys very much for your input. We really appreciate it. Um, so let's start with Rucksack. Uh, he has shared his build with us, which is really great, and also shared some of his like key tips. Uh, he has said, only skip the skill for the seven damage cards. So those are the, the hit job and the uh, dark energy. So those are the two. That's, that's all he's going to 
uh, skip the skill for and also only in the first two turns. I love that wrinkle, the first two turns. I think that's really important. Uh, he thinks the three damage skill with expend is best for the mirror. And pair this, he uses the sky then his build along with that and he will not kill the guards. So the the standard shield bearer uh, or the the upgraded shield bearer, whatever the hell the name Seasoned. is. Seasoned, thank you. Either one of those, he's going to just expend it until he gets the scythe up and either finish him off with the scythe, if it's the three health version, or damage him more than 50% and finish him off if it's the other. So I, I thought that was awesome. Never thought of it. And I think that's a really strong tip. Um, and then, you know, lastly, that's and actually this is a good point, but <laughs> hey, good segue. Sack the spear at the right moment. So that's uh, probably also what she said. And that's really important, though. I mean, if you you have to think about when your next shuffle is and when you're probably going to finish the game off and make sure you burn that mother at the right time. Uh, Noodle didn't have quite as much to say, but we uh, I think a lot of what he had told me and has taught me is kind of in line with what we have. He likes the aggro build best um, in fighter mirrors, which I think is pretty common. Um, and then generally speaking, he, he was saying, you know, whoever draws damage first in the third shuffle will usually win. And usually when you're talking about drawing damage, it's the spear. So if you get that spear first, you're going to be able to pop it and kill him. Um, and untested, but we are currently doing like three, four, whatever mirror matches uh, just to test this theory of if you can keep your deck square and prevent bottom decking or or losing the spear on one of your shuffles will that help will that not help we're gonna we're gonna check it out report back later so this has been super interesting stuff i did want to chime in with a little bit of fighter stuff before we kick it over to the next one um i do think keeping your deck as tight and lean as possible is really important in this matchup because you know you can lose to your opponent just buying elven curse like they could buy only elven curse and like beat you by turn 11 <laughs> it could totally happen maybe a fire gem or two mm -hmm. in there so something to keep in mind like you can try to get fancy and like oh i bought taxation and i bought recruit and then i bought Kristoff, and then like they you didn't pair at all and they punched you in the head in the bunch and you lost so <laughs> Just absolutely one thing to keep in mind there like you can like be thinking about how you're going to take this into mid game but no you really got to play for like this is going to be over in the third shuffle so i just wanted to echo that and yep. then the other thing that i had in the back of my head was that um so we recently had the uh hero realms premiere circuit event finish that was all fighter mirrors and um not everybody weighed in with their builds but of the people who did weigh in um both decat and uh rucksack were running sharpening stone builds that had the hand scythe which i thought I, was interesting i i, th I think mm -hmm. in the mirror it, it that is the better way to go you're guaranteed a target because they have a shield yep. bear. So you're always going to have something yeah. for that hand side to hit, which is not the case when you're just queuing up blind. Correct. And the other thing, yep. so you're like getting extra damage in that way. So that's nice. And you also have the potential to like spike for greater damage when that sharpening yes. stone hits. So mm -hmm. like normally maybe you want that steady damage and the consistency that's offered. But if you're going head to head with another fighter, being able to like you, spike for big damage is good. You know, I, I, I've said in my fighter article that that it comes out about equal between the sharpening stone and the rallying flag 
I think that's still true, but I think, like you said, the the stone can can spike for more damage. One which would be important in this mirror that goes quick, because if you can get that lucky spike, you can win it. Yes. Yep. And two, it just feels faster. Even if it really isn't any faster, <laughs> it feels that way. And so it feels yep. better when you're playing that. Sure. Uh, when you when you don't have the weapon in your hand, you play the sharpening stone, and that happens to be the one you draw, and so you get the extra damage from the draw. And you're like, well, if I'd have had the rallying flag, I wouldn't, you know, like, yeah, yeah, right. Awesome, good, good stuff. stuff, guys. All right, I, yeah, that was an exhaustive, I think, review of the <laughs> the fighter mirror. Another nicely uh, tautly woven tale from from our own Sam. Zach Forrest. Toy, like Forrest. a tiger. It's uh, hot like a tiger. Uh, all right. Well, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, Double Dubs is up next with Ranger. He's our resident Ranger specialist. So let's hear your thoughts on the Ranger mirror here. First of all, there's a ton of great Rangers in the community. So, like, I, I just have to shout out, you know, all the all the great players. But I'm happy to provide my take on everything here. The first thing is when you're going into this battle, it's all about who can really get that engine humming of the ranger the the fastest and best and get it online and so what i mean by that is like who is going to buy those impactful cards off the row and get their bows and arrows flying and getting the damage in this is another one that you know you probably want to play for it to be over pretty quick not as fast as the fighter games by quite a bit but um it it happens pretty fast so the I mm, would recommend using your ability and trying to position yourself to use your ability really quickly in this matchup, especially if you're going to be able to use it to buy something impactful. And that's something that we've talked about before where, you know, on Mm -hmm. your early turns, you're intentionally putting a couple arrows into the discard so that you can... um, get those back with your snapshot and make a big purchase up quick. What do you got, Sammy? That So that was actually, I'm glad you just said that, because that was what I was going to ask you was, do you wait until you have two arrows before you pull snapshot, or will you bust it early yeah, and just to get the draw? I'll use it, it just, early. I guess it's been on the market row. Yeah, yeah. If Depending, if, if I'm in range of what I can get with just one arrow, then I'll go for it right, right. away. It's more about like getting the thing that you want. Um, yeah. So if, if you can get a good card with that from the market that you wouldn't get otherwise, even if you're not getting any arrows, if that one cost will get you an elven curse or it will get you a rally the troops or whatever. And I think a lot of the same cards are valuable here as the fighter mm-hmm. matchup. But um, yeah, even I think Zach, uh, I'll let you get into that stuff. But like if you can get that card that's important early with that even if you don't pull any arrows it's worth doing mm-hmm. yeah so i have uh two quick anecdotes that i'll try to paint the picture with quickly here as far as using that ability and one was a time where i really aggressively used my ability in order to purchase a deception and flip my deck at the same time and then track and then get an intimidation. And then I was able to get a command straight to hand. So like by being like super aggressive in a ranger mirror, <laughs> I was able to have all this stuff go off and take a really quick lead. So that's the sort of thing what you're looking turn. for. It was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a wild turn for sure. And by, but the point that I'm trying to make is like, 
I could have bought the deception um, and not used my ability, right? But it was like using my ability that helped me to put it over the top and kind of right. just like super surge ahead in that game, I felt like. Another thing, though, mm-hmm. is like you don't want to get too cutesy with it. I had another game where I could either use my ability to help buy a life drain or I could use my ability to buy the rot and flip my deck and it was going to be like a super concentrated deck and I was going to try to like use the rot a whole bunch. It turned out very ugly and my opponent bought the life drain and just like beat me super bad. (laughs) So like be (laughs) wise with how you use your ability there. Um, Good advice. As always, you want to be prioritizing what we think of as the card advantage cards, which is the um, things like sacrifice, anything that says sacrifice, Mm -hmm. anything that says draw. But I do want to put a little asterisk on that. I had a game where I passed up. uh, This was a ranger mirror. So this is all in the context of the mirror. But I could have gotten a dire wolf and I had a couple other greens and and things like that. But instead, I took the list. And so the list took too long to pay off. Whereas if I would have gotten Mm -hmm. damage for the dire wolf, I could have punched them through and, you know, sealed that game out. So like. You want to be careful with sacrifice in this matchup as well, because while it is a card advantage thing, that's going to get your ranger engine pumping. um, You know, it it can be a bit of a trap when you're doing something as slow as lists. The last thing I wanted to say is that I think four, three ranger has the advantage over three, two ranger because the four, three has a better time at getting through its deck and um, getting your bows and arrows to be together and having control of where all that is. So, that is uh, where I'm at with the Ranger Mirror as a, a, a quick snapshot. Anything you guys want to add to that? Uh, I'll jump in here first. I think you hit the, the big points. Um, talking about sacrifice is a good one because it's a fine line. If you can get one early. Mm-hmm. And Tim caught himself. He's about to say it. Like He would even burn his uh, snapshot if it would allow him to get maybe a turn one sacrifice. And I like the, the rot thing, or something, especially the rot. I don't, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't do it for death touch, obviously, no. but especially for like the, rot the rot or something. Krithos right. is up there for that as well, because the Krithos. rot or, or life drain, life drain would be the two that I would probably burn that. Both are great. For. And yeah, then if you can, and here's the beauty with getting an early uh, scrap is if you can luck into uh, shit, is it dark knowledge? The one that gives you seven and draw one dark energy. Dark energy, sorry. Dark energy. Dance yeah. energy. Yeah. Dance energy. Like <laughs> That's if, right. If you can start um, factioning life drain and dark energy, dance energy and other stuff and giving yourself some draw, uh-huh. yeah, it's game over basically. So uh, yeah. early sack can be really great. Uh, otherwise, I agree with everything. You hit the main points there, Double Dubs. Nice job. Oh, I was going to say, I got a question. Um, I recently was playing with Rucksack, uh, specifically Ranger versus Fighter, where I was the fighter. And his coaching, I mean, he, I didn't win in that match because it's like it's a hard it's a hard match yeah. uh, at level 12, no matter what. And Rucksack's really good. But he was saying specifically, I will take as a fighter in that matchup uh, healing over like so that the the Ranger can't get it. I'm curious, mm-hmm. you guys, you're way more experienced than me. Would you do the same? To block your opponent in a ranger mirror, would you take the healing from them? I feel like it's good for a ranger to have it because you recruit. cycle so fast. I'll take recruit. You can hit. 
I think just like in the fighter mirror, this happens quick and they are a ranger does it differently, but it's an aggro matchup. So you counter that with healing or like guards. Um, Yep. And guards are less reliable than healing because you can stun those without actually spending damage. So right. um, ju- that's kind of the idea. So healing is the way to counter that, and that will slow down their aggro and give yours a chance. But you want to do it with, like I said, recruit, rally the troops, command, that yeah. sort of stuff that gives you damage that doesn't wait on a faction to heal you. Right. Chris, what do you, what's your take on recruit for the ranger mirror? Yeah, I don't think I love it, to be honest. I think I'd rather go for the damage and any card advantage over it. Um, I've had Mm -hmm. situations where basically, like, while it is true that healing is a good counter to damage, healing is not a sufficient counter to damage plus sacrifice in the Ranger Mirror. If your opponent has damage and sacrifice, I don't think healing is going to do the trick, and you have to lean into the damage route if possible. You know, Sa- sacrifice is the counter to healing. So, like that, <laughs> yeah. that that's yeah. a good point. And one thing I was going to say about the sacrifice you were talking about, like lists. One of the things with the sacrifice champions is they'll miss shuffles because they're out and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so you get less usage out of them. So that's one of the things yep. where like the action feels a little more valuable to me because they're not missing shuffles with that unless you bottom deck it or whatever. That's a great point, but especially like, with Ranger. But champion champions will bottom deck a lot with a Ranger because you're shuffling so fast. So also on the subject of champions and healing, um, you know, you talked about recruit there and does the value of that go up in the Ranger mirror? And while for me the answer to that is not yes, um, Kraka, High Priest, on the other hand, I think that one, the yes. value of it does go up in the mirror more than it would with the draw. Me. Yeah, the draw and the heal, and it, you know, it itself being the six toughness or however you want to refer to that, um, it, mm-hmm. it it adds a lot to the matchup. Defense. So, yeah, six defense. Thank you. So, yeah, Kraka yeah. ticks up a little bit in my book for Ranger, oh, yeah. and Kraka is uh, great. Well, shall we Good. keep it rolling, gentlemen? Let's keep it rolling. Um, Great job. Now that, that my friends, is how you craft a tightly woven summary of, of a mirror match. Um, next, we are, we're going to do something a little special because in episode 11, uh, Noodle actually gave us a pretty in-depth look at cleric mirrors. We're actually just going to take a snippet from that and kind of replay it here because it fits in, obviously, perfectly with this idea. So let's listen to that right now. Um. The cleric mirror at its core, I think, um, is still very straightforward. Um, There's always going to be a race for the sacrifice cards. Those are the most important cards uh, in every cleric deck. And um, it's it's the same. And very often, um, the cleric that gets um, the most sacrifice or the earliest sacrifice will win the game. but there are ways to um, to compensate if you're falling behind, um, mostly through um, draw cards. All cards that let you draw a card do s- something similar to what the sacrifice does for your deck. They make your deck um, spin faster, so to say. And um, if you um, so if you get a bunch of good draw cards and a bunch of high damage cards, sometimes you can actually. Um, burst the opponent cleric down um, before they can um, 
they can um, use the sacrifice advantage to to its full effect. If the game goes long, um, discard effects become very important because if you have uh, two decks that are similar matched uh, versus uh, one another, and um, over the course of a long game they get uh, sacrificed down, um, and all the starters are sacrificed out, every discard is like uh, killing a champion, more or less. Um, it's it's just uh, the value goes up very highly um, in those long uh, uh, games where everybody is sacrificed down. Um, but you need to make sure you can get there. So um, in the early game, it's also very important to um, pick up some some economy. So um, you have the chance to grab those bombs when they when they appear in the row. I I have lost games where. You know, I picked up a couple of death touches and a couple of sparks and felt really good, but my opponent um, got some economy, hold on long, and then in the end bought, you know, Firebomb, um, Arcus, Tyranor, and um, just uh, outpaced. Outpa I've been there outpa as well. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing to watch out for is don't clutter up your deck. Don't buy anything that will not um, give you a benefit in the late game especially things like taxation, recruit, I would actually put there as well. Um, so Imperial cards that don't give you any additional bonus like drawing or readying a champion, um, I would stay away from those. Also uh, basic cards like um, profit, um, those are... What about bribe? What about bribe, Mike? Oh man, don't take bribe. <laughs> if you can avoid it. Um, don't take bribe. Of course, there's always a time and place where it's the right call to take bribe, even in a cleric mirror. If there's no other good economy card um, in the in the starting row, and you've got three gold, I would take it probably. Um, but um, it's uh, definitely <laughs> at the lower end. Okay, so as you can um, see or hear from that uh, little snippet, Noodle basically is saying that. Uh, Cleric mirrors are often boiled down to a race for sacrifice. Who can get the most sacrifice cards the earliest? Draw cards, high damage cards. And then as the game kind of uh, transitions from mid to late game, discard effects become super important um, and also paying attention to your economy while also not cluttering your deck. And the best way to get economy, I think, is by champions who provide economy. So mm -hmm. these kind of three points of sacrifice, uh, draw cards, high damage, when you can get them discard, and getting solidifying your economy are kind of the ways to go for a uh, a cleric mirror. Uh, do you guys have any points to add here for cleric mirrors? A, a couple of quick things with that. Um, don't don't devalue economy too much because if you are going to thin it out with just like the sacrifice and whatever in that cleric mirror. Uh, I've countered that by going like blue and getting a bunch of economy, especially when it factions for damage um, or to top deck or to hand stuff like that economy that lets you get the big bombs can make a huge difference. in a cleric mirror, especially um, they'll have time to be really impactful. You'll have time for that economy to pay off. So um, mm. I do agree that sacrifice is super important in it. I'm I'm not I'm not countering what he's saying or anything there, but I would also say like, and he said don't forget economy, but like also, that can be really important. And and if you are getting behind, switching your strategy and saying, well my my opponent got the sacrifice, so 
I'm not going to win that race. Let me try to get the firebomb and, you know, Tyranor that's on there. And then my sacrifice will catch up, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. No, yep. guild is great because guild typically works great in the long game. The longer you have to develop and build it, your deck, the, the, the other works. big thing with it, with guild is one, they have some of those economy champions that you were talking about, Matt, but also mm-hmm. they get the, the free stun effects as faction abilities and stuff, oh, yeah. which will help against a cleric a lot. So. And top decking, all of these things. And yep. it, like we said, the more, the longer the game goes, the chances are you're going to be able to make those work. So, yep. Um, yep. Chris, Sam, any extra tidbits on the cleric here? I don't have a ton. Uh, I'll go quick. Uh, I would say just uh, I do like the idea, especially uh, to go guild with the uh, soul cleric, because I feel like you can mm-hmm. withstand the extra damage that you would get there. Um, but otherwise, I think you guys covered it. Chris, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, I got a few things that I wanted to bring up for this discussion. Um, first of all, reading that uh, like quick description of Noodle of what to do here, it's like, oh, so just play the game well is what I need to do. <laughs> That's, That's really clear. what all these mirrors <laughs> yeah, are, yeah, are boiling down to. Get sacrifice, get your card advantage, uh, get a bunch of damage. Kill them. And maybe oh, okay. some healing and economy if the we'll game play your strategy. Yeah, and yeah. that's I'd even like, more yeah. accentuated in mirrors. Yeah. Let me save you guys thirty minutes. Just kill them first. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> um, that, that's how you win the mirrors. I do more damage yep. than your opponent faster until they die. I do. Think Sammy, your something. fighter, your fighter outline alone was thirty minutes. I don't know what you're talking about. Cutting <laughs> it down to thirty. Yeah. okay Um, but there have been some good nuggets in here so i really hope this stuff's useful to folks and i've found it interesting and i have um learned some things along the way so i think it's all great um going to the econ champs i think a lot of times when we think about economy champions we're thinking of brolin and rasmus but in the cleric mirror this counts cult priest miros uh miros uh street thugs like they're all much more viable in the cleric mirror Uh, Yeah, because like that street thug to call it out specifically, um, it's like two damage. Okay, that could be good. Or the one gold that might help me with my bless. So like the flexibility Mm -hmm. there is actually like very valuable. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we think econ champs, we really only think of those two four costers that give two, but all Mm -hmm. they're all viable in the mirror. That's pretty super great. Yeah, whatever they're called. So there's uh, that point, which I wanted to throw out there. And then I also wanted to get a little bit of build discussion rolling because, you know, with all these different organized play events, there's a lot of times where you could have a matchup where you're like, I know that I'm going to be in a mirror match here. So what am I bringing to the table? And so you got to ask yourself, are there ways that I want to tweak this class to be able to attack the mirror? And um, so here a question comes up like, do you want divine resurrect or do you want mass resurrect? Now, if I'm queuing up blindly, I'm divine resurrect all the way. Um, and I've entertained the mass resurrect for the mirror match. And there's some things I like about it. And there's some times where I'm like, Oh God, I missed my draw off divine resurrect so bad. And so I, I think again, took it to the HRPC results and looked at, well, how did it work? Guess what, everybody? It was split 50-50 among the top four. Half of the players use Divine Resurrect, and half of the players use Mass Resurrect. So it's kind of a matter of approach. It seems like they're both viable. People ran the gamut with you know either build. What's up, Sam? I just wanted to clarify. I'm assuming my assumption here is that the Mass Resurrects were also Steel, and the Divines were Soul. Is that true? Probably. Yeah, so... 
it's not as clean as that. It was that uh, three of the top four were on Bless, and one of the top four was on Soul, and the player that was on Soul was also on Divine. And that person was Decat, and Decat took it down. And his reasoning for yeah. running it that way was because he didn't want to have to rely on the market to provide good champions in order for him yeah. to have longevity in the matchup. I, I, I mm-hmm. like the. I think I like the soul build in in the mirror anyway myself. Uh, yeah, I, I um, prefer it just because I. I don't know why, but I have. I just tend to buy actions more. Maybe I favor them. I don't know why. You, but. you don't depend on the market as much. You don't have to have those champions to get a wall. Granted, mm-hmm. Steel Cleric that gets the right champions can get that wall up and shut and out a Soul Cleric. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've had that happen. But this the Soul Cleric can do the same thing. You yeah. know, and, like and if and it's a bunch ways. of champions and they make yeah. yeah, and they and they make their right right choices they can they can get the the wall up against the steel cleric too so and get some really nasty action combos too with with the cleric and yeah. I, and i think where it has the edge is if it's much more action loaded mm-hmm. yeah I yeah agree. and you can get like just enough uh champions to get that health boost to keep you in the game like even if you did mm-hmm. like maybe you don't have the whole dude wall going but you got like two or three per turn right. or one or two per turn and they're taking them down but you're still getting an extra Whatever you have your you have your followers and two more champions that you just they die immediately, but you get a bless and you get the extra healing from them to keep you up. That's and they soak some damage still. It's it's good. Good stuff. Yeah, last thing Uh, I'll say on this one, just real quick, is that you know, we talked about that how important is sacrifice in the mirror. For me, sacrifice is so important that if it's deck one and neither cleric has any sacrifice yet and I make a purchase and I flip a death touch and burning my divine resurrect for nothing but a gold Absolutely. and to buy that death touch, I'm I'm doing yeah. it. Um, it's 100%. just that important for you to have it and not them and to get it in deck one and then deck two, you're, you're off to the races. Um, yeah, do that if you can. Yep. It's way more valuable. Yeah. No, that's a it's a great point. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, fr- friends, nothing feels better than doing that when you have like a sixty six percent chance to get a gold and not getting the gold. Ooh. It's amazing. It's a great thing. It's that's how why we play the game. <laughs> These mirrors will go long, so that sacrifice, that economy, that stuff will have much longer to do its thing, and it will be much more effective, especially when you're doing mirror. it from deck two. Yeah. Yes. All right, yeah. and that's interesting too. So, um, Chris, you said the winning, the HRPC winning build was uh, DeCatz's Soul Cleric build. Yeah, with the Divine Resurrect and Candle and Ruinous Redeemed. Yeah, you, you also got to think like with some of this, like we talked about some of the players, like the fighters that Sam talked to and the clerics that you're talking about here. Like these are some of the best players, period. So, like, Regardless of what build they have, they're going to have a shot at taking this down with for sure whatever. But it's it's interesting to see what builds those best players are using too, because it, it yes it, absolutely interesting. Um, we forgot to say it in Ranger, but I won the Ranger with the three yeah. two build. It was the what? three two, oh. not the four three. I I, th- I think it has an edge in the mirror, probably. Actually, I don't. Just I actually, if you don't I have, think so? yeah, I actually enjoy. I just enjoy the three two better. I enjoy piloting it a little bit more because right. I think it takes a little more finesse. Whereas the four three, you can just blast yeah. here. But if right, I had yeah. a gun to my head and I had to choose uh, one to win my next game, I would take the four three. I think. Cool. I think it's a little bit. Right. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. 
Wizards, yes, Wizards. my favorite. Wizards, my favorite. Wizoffs. Let's talk <laughs> about the Wizoff. All right. Now, now I, I just have a few notes here. I, I don't want to go too much into detail because I think Wizards are strange in that there's a lot of different types of matchups you can get, even in mirrors. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, you know, just the, the general advice for good wizard play, of course, adheres here as well. Buy lots of Imperial if you can. You want to heal yourself, whoever. Uh, a wizard with healing is a is a wizard that's dealing. Ooh. Catchphrase. Um, of I course, like you, <laughs> you want to look for a draw as well. Anything that draws is great. Uh, even if you need to faction it later, chances are you're going to be able to line up factions. Uh, sacrifice, of course, is good. And actions, actions, actions. Not to say you ignore mm-hmm. champs. Champs have their place. But if you have a choice, mm-hmm. you want to go. You want to go action. Now, a- again, this will change depending on your build. But um, in a wizard mirror, if you have the explosive fireball, always look at that market row. If you see it's champion locked, drop it. Don't even think twice about it. Drop your uh, firebomb, especially if you're in the lead. Uh, I guess even if you're not in the lead, because basically you're going to make your opponent lose a turn. They're not going to be able to add anything. They'll be able to damage you, but they're not going to be able to buy anything. So always look for a chance to use your explosive fireball. Um, Sammy, Jake, what do you, do you do that? Do you do that even in the case where they wouldn't have any champions? You just do it. Yeah. What you, you mean? It, yes. Any champions deployed or in their hand? Yeah, and I guess in a wizard, in a whiz off, you would have much less. There'd be less less likely they had something out there. But yeah, yeah. So like, let's say it's turn two, okay? And I've yeah. got uh, I bought a few cards for my deck. All right, my right. and my opponent's about to take their second turn, and the market's all champions. All right, if I uh, lock down that market. The only thing they can buy is fire gems, which, you know, isn't too bad. They'll be able to use it later. But mm-hmm. when we go into our next shuffles, I'm going to have all these cards in my deck and he's going to have fire gems. And he'll be able to buy some stuff yep. or he or she will be able to buy this stuff. But it's just a good way to kind of jump out, kind of jump out mm-hmm. to a lead and take advantage yeah. of it, which the wizard needs to do sometimes. Again, that works not only in mirrors, but all uh, many matches. But Yep. Um, all right, so when we talk about builds, uh, basically we're in this discussion right now, which is better, scry or heal? And the healing or the serene channel uh, version of the wizard tends to be more consistent just because they can not die. The scrying, however, really gives the wizard more com- command to control their, their, their strategy. Now, in it's the it, we, we were talking about the HRPC a little bit. I took though my cure robes channeled wizard to the finals versus rucksack and we went three games and it was close like if i had gotten a little if i had gotten a different shuffle on that last deck i could have won it he had the uh serene robes build which i think is kind of recognizes the best performing wizard build right now so jig did he have magic mirror do you know no, he had uh, all econ. I think he had alchemist stone and mm-hmm. the silver skull. Uh, silver skull. Silver skull. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I I I, th- I think in the I would say in the mirror, having a little less healing isn't as bad. Like having the the bigger scry with the pure yeah. or soul. I think so. Channel. You're um, you're both squishy, so it makes sense. Right, and and you and you're they can heal, but you're you're built to like just combo off and explode through a bunch of healing. So I I think either way is 
all right here. No, they're both good. The healing, the healing is just more stable because even if you don't get, if you get right. bad luck with the market, you can still figure stuff out, especially if you have high mm-hmm. economy. Whereas the other builds mm-hmm. don't. My pure robes build also had the mirror, so I took the silver skull amulet and the magic mirror as my two upgrades with the robe. Okay, and mm-hmm. I took that to the finals, and I've won many events or many wizard mirror events with that build. It's my favorite. Try wizard build to, cup to play. I think the wizard joust yep. maybe. Yep, both of those. All with the pure robes build. I, Why don't you I go really soul channel there? Why don't you like soul? Uh, just because it's the death wish. If it works, <laughs> it, like if, if you get good luck with the market, it's yeah. awesome and it can be the greatest thing right. ever. But if you don't, it, it, you're gonna. I, I think pure's. Yeah. yeah, losing a, a health as opposed swing. to gaining a health. Yeah, it's, it's a two hit point yeah. swing every time you use it, which adds up. Yeah. Got it. It's anyway, just not the not consistent. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, yeah, we could talk about all the different matchups and how they work, but I don't want to go into that much detail. Those are just kind of my overall comments. What do you guys think about the wizard mirrors? My yeah. big question was if Soul Channel is good, and I feel like you answered that. So thanks for the the insight on the. Build. It is good, and- especially if you pair it with the gloves. If you pair it with the healing from the gloves, it can be really, really good. I, w- I would say in a wizard mirror, it's probably better than it's going to be in a lot of the other matchups. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'll be the first to admit it's my worst character. Um, I do like the three heal a lot because I feel like it just helps me being a weaker player to last longer and actually get a good deck together. I think that would be the main thing that I, if you're if you're like me and you have no idea what you're doing. Uh, that, probably that's a, go that go with that. That build. <laughs> that's a good build to learn wizard with. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for, I agree for sure. And and I do think the the silver skull amulet is clutch. Like you've you've yeah. also got to you got to have that in there. Mo- most builds, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Matt I really use. Matt really turned me on to this like wizard aggro build that I'm loving. By the yeah. way, with the arcane and wand instead of it, yeah, it's got the right. wand instead of silver skull. But I also I go with the. Uh, uh, Stone. The level eleven, the the alchemist stone instead of silver skull mirror. Yeah, so I, mirror. my economy is about the same. We will go with the thief really quick because um, I didn't prepare a bunch for this, but like overall, much like with anything, the thief. Um, I think this one's more build dependent on what you're facing is how you're going to play this one than some of the others because the misdirection build or the lift build very different counters to those two. So uh, look at what your opponent's playing. So if they have the lift going, trying to go real aggro at them, isn't going to work as well. Work on building your economy, work on your sacrifice card advantage, that sort of thing. That's going to do really well against that build against misdirection builds going for a more aggro approach against them is good. I like running distracted exchange in the mirror because it gives me the most versatility to pivot either way. I have the economy that I'm getting back from making them discard. Not as much as misdirection, but I'm still getting some. But I also get a pretty good amount of healing. It's a good middle road in that matchup, and you can pivot either way. And so, like, the games can go longer, so sacrifice and economy can be big. But if they have misdirection and they're going to have that economy advantage on you, try to go aggro. If they're go and lift that aggro isn't going to work as much use your economy to your advantage there is what i would say kind of comes down to that i i did one mirror uh against logan k stewart uh 
I sucked the last HRPC. Just everything <laughs> mm-hmm. was losses for me. It was great. But uh, Logan did something interesting that I didn't think about before, and that was I had Misdirection Boots Thief. Uh, mm. He had a lift, which is already a bad matchup. Yeah, that's a bad choice. It's a, it's a bad matchup. But um, Like, you guys think it's worse he, for the Misdirection player? Sorry to interrupt, but you think that's if your opponent? Yeah. Okay. I, that was Bo- boots and Misdirection I don't think are a good, good Combo. match. Okay. He, I'd go lift if I'm going boots. Right. And if, let me just, this is the key to screwing a yep. boots misdirection player. If you pick up, I, I don't even know if you have to do this specifically, but this is kind of what I was thinking to like add on to what uh, Logan was doing. But if you actually discard something that's worth something instead of giving them the two gold, you just ruin it all. Oh, yeah. It yeah. just totally ruins it a, all. A good player. And they kept doing that. Do that. I was like, I, yeah. I, I will absolutely, uh, against a misdirection thief, I'll discard. I'll. I'll. Sometimes I'll buy some cards like a uh, profit yeah. taxation influence by, by your gem, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Our yeah. The, those one cost economy cards. I'll yeah. use those. So if I get the economy, I'm getting good economy. But if I don't, I usually yeah. don't need that one extra economy over a gold. So I'll just discard that. Yep. And then that screws up their misdirection and the economy they're counting on, and then they're they're hurting a lot more. Yeah, that was really smart. I, yeah. I loved it. That's good um, counterplay advice. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't say go wild doing that against misdirection, but, but like you can, it doesn't hurt a little. Yeah, yeah. D- yeah. don't be afraid to get rid of something that's going to lower your economy or damage by using a card that costs something. If you yeah. know, like, hey, in that row, that six coster, they're not going to be able to afford it if I don't yep. let them get that two yep. gold from misdirection. So yeah, it's great. And advice. I was going to smooth heist. Two eight bombs. I bet you were. Uh-huh. I didn't get and, to do that. Logan and and, and much nice. much like much like any matchup, smooth heist early is going to yep. have a huge impact, and the discards and that sort of the stuff you want to see in every match. I think a lot of these mirrors come down to the stuff you do in any match. You do here only more so, and it's more important. Yeah. 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 Can we talk well, a, a little few bit? Interesting points for each. But... Uh, Boots Chris, versus yeah, what, do, what do you got about Thief? I want to know uh, boots versus mask. What what do y'all think? I can uh, either lead here, but uh, I think that's the big big question going into it. And I think that you both lead. of those Go ahead. builds. You brought it up. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. Give give us your thoughts. <laughs> um, generally, I I like the lift boots and the mirror. Basically, I think that the mask thief is a little more market dependent, and the boots thief answers that nicely because you're able to influence the market. I think that the mask thief can have a chance to heist things away. I, I I'm assuming everyone's running smooth heist here. You know, there's kind of some established builds that we're talking about here, and if you're curious what they are, give us a shout out in the Discord. We'll tell you all about them. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, that's my take. Is that the I, I like the boots thief to have the edge in the mirror. Uh, but the mask thief can get there. I would, yeah, go ahead. I would, I would say against a good opponent, the boots thief has the edge, but it has to be a good player playing boots. If they're not as good, I don't, that edge goes away. So if I'm playing a top player, that's a really good boots thief player. I would give them the edge. Got it. Over like a mask thief. But if I'm, you know, at a lower skill level where I'm an average player and not a top player and my opponent's an average player, I think the mask and would be and the boots. not boots is going to be yeah, better. That's a good yeah. point. The pilot, because they're going to make more mistakes. Lower. Yes. 
because the boots needs that to do as well. Cool. Good. Yeah. There's a lot of decision points with boots and what you what you do with it that if it's not done right, you might as well not have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that boots. We've talked about this before, but the boots build requires just a general knowledge of the game and the mar- the whole market deck and also opponent strategies mm-hmm. in general to play really yeah. well. Whereas the mask thief, you don't need to be that well versed in the game to to pilot it well, right? You can just yeah. buy. Uh, three cost cards or less, use your mask to flip into the top of your deck, draw them, and rinse and repeat, right? I'll keep it quick here, but I actually um, would, like, refute that a little bit. I think that maybe this is the true for any class, but, like, optimal play with the mask is actually hard, in my opinion, because I, like, rolled one up since the retail release, and there's a lot of decision trees that the mask thief can get into between, like, your blackjack and how are you going to draw... Are you gonna put a fire gem on top? Like it, it's it, it. I it's tough playing mask. I didn't say it's easy, I, just easier than the boots is what I'm saying. Okay, right. That's all I'm saying. It, it, it's I it's will. harder than buy three cost and just shadow mask all day. Like yeah, that work. That's a good tip, but like you can't just always do that and win. Yeah, like, not versus I, good players. No, but if we're talking about people learning thing. the game and learning the principles, like we were talking about before, that's the basic principle, right? Yeah. But boots is yeah, a lot harder to achieve a same level of success. That's all I'm yeah. saying. It's like that seat that yeah. floor yep. level is a little different. Sam has something yeah. to say really quick. Yeah, it, and it's just a quick add-on. But I think one of the things that can be really powerful that the boots thief can do is to like ruin the market deck for your opponent. Yeah. And uh, if you do it well, but it takes some time. Right. And so I do like that combo of lift or um, what was the middle one called? Distracted exchange. Distracted exchange. Distracted. Yeah. Getting that extra health will will make the game take longer and therefore allow you to possibly get that position where you're Mm -hmm. leaving them with just tithe priests, (laughs) which is fantastic. Awesome. All right. Um, I think we got all of the major points here for mirror matches. Of course, there's lots of stuff we didn't cover. There's lots of uh, minute details and matchup points you can think about. That's what Discord forums are for, though, guys. Let's talk. Keep the discussion going in Discord. If you notice anything we missed or any uh, other points you want to bring up, that's the place to do it. All right. And uh, let's wrap this up and head in to our next segment, HR 101. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. All right, welcome to every new player's favorite segment, <laughs> Hero, Hero Realms 101, where oh. we act like we are college professors and tell you how to play the game. Um, wow. <laughs> Matt is actually an associate professor, so nice. he knows exactly how to act like this. Anyway, um, today the... Hero 101 topic is playing from behind. And this was a suggestion from Fierro from the, <laughs> from the Discord. Woo. Beautiful. So, Chibaludo. I'm going to pass this on to Sam because he's listed first in the notes. Whoa. Excelente. Gracias. Um, what happens if your opponent smooth heists two badass cards and you, you're like, shit, what am I going to do? Um, the best thing uh, that you can do, I think, and, and this is my personal opinion, is just do everything you can to get 
scrap and heal because you know they're going to kick your ass, right? So the only thing that you can do is try to lengthen the game and and take your way from uh, not having a chance at all to possibly being able to eke it out and build up a good deck. Scrap, heal, econ. I mean, that's how you play the game in general. But in this case, it's going to be critical for you to make the comeback. Um, try to keep their deck diluted. If, if you get all the scrap and they don't, obviously, they're not going to be able to draw those good cards uh, as fast as they would like to. And then, you know, hope you get lucky. Like when I did, when I was playing the real-time queue, someone could have killed me, but they didn't pop their, uh, their what is it? It's an ability and uh, get extra damage because they timed out. So sometimes you just get lucky, guys, and then you get the dub. That's what it takes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so with that said, Matt, Matt has all the smart things that he wrote down first, but I'm going to let him <laughs> say them because he's a very smart man and he should get his Well, thunder. come on now. Flattery will get you everywhere, my friend, but. Sam, you made some good points there. I'm going to piggyback yep. on you said, um, don't give up. Try to get lucky. And I think that's never really good concede. advice. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, sometimes it's fine to concede. I'm saying, I'm not saying that, but like if it, if your opponent gets a really strong start to the game, uh, like you said, a good smooth heist and you think, oh, well that's game. You know, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And uh, I've, right. I've played opponents who've gotten off to amazing, Starts with that smooth heist and then had some really bad shuffle RNG later or had some really bad market road luck after that. So don't give up. Even if you get off to a bad start, it's not the end of the game. Keep playing it through. And um, it's a good way to actually learn the game and just get better at it is to play it out. Now, if you're in a really crappy situation and you don't want to play another 20 minutes of a cleric mirror that you know you're going to lose, go ahead, concede. But uh, keep playing. Don't give up because things can turn around. You'd be surprised. Um, just a few more points really quickly. If you're behind, and by behind, I think you mean losing in health. Like if your opponent has a lot more health than you do, buy champions, especially guards, guards who can protect you and prolong the game. Buy imperial cards that heal you. Um, uh, this is These are two things I do with the wizard quite yep. often because the wizard is basically playing from behind from the start of the game. Uh, if you see high damage cards in the market, even if they're not maybe get the faction you're playing with, don't let your opponent get it. You buy those cards. Mm -hmm. If you see uh, intimidation or uh, dark uh, energy or a hit job or something in there, even if you're not in guild or necros, get it because <laughs> if you don't, your opponent's going to get it and kill you with it. So uh, those are just a few more points I have for playing from behind. Chris, what do you got? Yeah, this is interesting. We're kind of like um, taking each thing and adding to it as we go here, I feel a little bit. But if I were to put what I got into a single word, it would be this gentleman, deception. And so mm -hmm. what I mean by that, to elaborate a little mm -hmm. bit, um, is that when you are behind, you have to play to your outs. And what that means is that you need to identify what it is that could get you to win this game. And even if it's a low percentage thing, and normally you would go for a, a more reliable choice rather than like trying to shoot the moon. If you're behind, I'm much more likely to make a risky decision that I hope will pay off. And so um, deception is exactly the kind of card that helps you shoot for the moon and come from behind and just like, whoa, how did that happen? And to a further 
um, that sort of theme, bribery and Rasmus can also do the same because they get you caught up so fast by having you able to skip mm-hmm. a deck cycle with those cards that you're purchasing to do a quick anecdote my very first game on stream i had an epic one against zembu where as both of you gentlemen said he had a crazy smooth heist where he did economy card economy card tyranor the big red demon and so you know i'm looking and i'm like wow i'm i'm behind already i'm already losing i had purchased a deception but deception versus tyranor i'll tell you who's going to win that game most of the time it's the tyranor player so i'm looking at the board and i see a dark reward and i see a rasmus now in a vacuum i think dark rewards the more powerful card my opponent already has the tyranor so that incentivizes me to purchase the dark reward even further now when you have a deception every blue card goes up in value so there's some appeal for rasmus but because i knew i had to shoot for the moon and play to my outs that is what the deal breaker was between dark reward and rasmus for me in that situation so i took the rasmus ended up having a crazy final turn where it looked like he was going to smoke me and I was able to throw together a deception turn that got Torgan into play and like just barely won at the last minute. So my advice, mm-hmm. if you are playing from behind, buy deception and play to your outs. Over to Tim. I, I, I really I really like the play to the outs. That's a, that's a good, good piece of advice. So one thing that takes is realizing where the game state is. Maybe it's really early your opponent's playing a thief that smooth heists gets a move like that or gets two elven curses to hand and you're discarded and you're playing and you're like, man, this is going to suck. So know where the game's at and know what you have to do to win. What do I have to do here to do this? So if my opponent's leading me on damage and he's going to beat me if I don't change things because he's got more damage and I'm not going to be able to make that up. Heal, defense, you know, that. If it's early and you're looking behind because your opponent got Tyranor, well, what beats your, 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 your scrap is, you know, damage. And so get those big damage cards. Get car or in the situations like Chris was talking about, where you can get that card advantage, you can get that draw, you can top deck, you can get stuff to hand, any of that sort of thing that that increases the speed of your deck, um, and lets it do its thing. And sometimes it's shooting for the moon and going for a deception and Rasmus and hoping you get lucky and can get a firebomb to hand, which then draws your, what, you know, all kinds of stuff. And sometimes that's what it takes. And sometimes you can make all the right choices and you're going to lose. You can't do anything about the randomness. That's a part of the game. So, so one of the things for me is when there's a move like that and, and I'm, and I'm going to keep playing this. I'm going to be like, I'm going to see how close I can make this game. I'm going to set a goal for this. My goal may not be to actually win this game because my opponent just had an ungodly great first turn. So, okay, I'm going to change the goal to, I'm going to see if I can, by looking at the market, maybe I can see if I can make them discard four on a turn or whatever, you know, by looking at what's in the market and that sort of thing. Change the goal up and try to make it that sometimes. Sometimes that will lead to winning. 
Sometimes it won't. And as, as I think playing in those games when you're behind gives you a good experience in how to counter your opponent's play. So it's good. It's valuable to play those games where you're behind. I love your goal setting with that because that makes it fun. Like even mm-hmm. if you're losing, it makes it fun, and then and it's putting you in the right perspective. And then I gotta say too, when you do actually win, when you start it off, being yeah. like, "Shit, I don't know if I'm gonna win this game at all. It's really rough." It is the most fun, I think, in that hey. case. When when, when like, your when your goal is how much can I combo a a damage turn together, and then that combo gets to exact lethal when you were yes. way behind. Talk about feeling awesome. Yes, it is the best feeling for sure. And that's one of, the, one of the reasons to play. Winning and losing is a great measure that is objective about this game. What you can't measure is the subjectivity of the game. And you can have so much fun doing stuff that doesn't matter if you win or lose. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Matt loves about the game and why he plays so much Wizard, he loves putting these combos together and just doing the... You know, like the I had to I had to make six moves on this turn, and all the I drew and shuffled and cycled and top decked this card, and then I got the right combo out, and I I did something awesome. And, and even I if lose you lose, it turn. can feel yeah. So, but even so, it can feel great anyway. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, have fun. And playing from behind can be a lot of fun, and you can learn a lot too. So I think that's one big takeaway yeah. from this. Yeah, really great advice from all four four of us here, guys. That was a really good segment. All right, we're going to wrap it up here and um, transition next into a very short version of Who Let the Pod Out. By the way, Who Let the Pod Out is a special segment where Sam gives us some ideas for potential future segments. Who let the pod out? Who let the pod out? Who let the pod out? All right, my friends, here we are with the accelerated version of Who Let the Pod Out? Who, who, All right, who, I got some who, ideas. Who, who. My men, look, look at that. The background is there. Got the you. supporting cast is there. Uh, so I got some ideas. Um, we have some ideas in the bank now, too, because this one's going to be fast. Standalone card valuation exercise. I have a great name for this. I'm calling it Ranky Panky. Ooh. You guys have any other better names? I like it. Let me know in Good the working Discord. Title. I like it. We're going to go with Ranky Panky for now. Uh, and why the hell would we play Ranky Panky? Well, let me tell you, friends. <laughs> knowing this game is knowing the cards. And there are approximately 526 unique cards in the Hero Realms universe, wow. not counting the starting deck. Now, a lot of those are like the boss decks, blah, 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 blah. If you get down to the nuts... If you get down to the nuts and bolts, cards that actually are in the the game, uh, shit, I mean, I think it's like 50 to 60. There's 70 cards in the Kickstarter promo one and base deck. I know the Kickstarter promo one isn't in there, um, but then there's 68 cards in journey packs. Now that said, all of those cards play in the game if you have the paper version, whatever. All of those cards have abilities and uh, things you can string together. And that is what makes it interesting because that is where the learning happens. So my idea is that you would have a running segment. You've got about 140 cards. And what we would do is go through all the cards randomly. However many segments, you would be determined by the cards. So let's take 10 cards, right? And then rank them for their standalone value. 
using something similar to like tiermaker.com, which by the way, shout out to whoever set up the Hero Realms tiermaker. I searched for it. I found it. It had all it the was, cards already it was, preloaded. It was Matt. Yep. <laughs> Matt, you beautiful bastard, you. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Do that, and you can rank your cards with the valuation of S, A, B, C, or D as the turd. And then <laughs> go next week with 10 more. And I think it would be really cool to do that and then look at all of them and be like, would I reshuffle? Would I do this? Would I do that? I think it could give some good, uh, good fodder for, for the pod. So... This sounds like Ranky. card talk. <laughs> Rinky panky. It's maybe maybe card talk with a little bit of panky. But in, but the interesting more, thing is, you know, the, the interesting thing the, the way that I think this would be cool and different with that is if you said here are the five cards and you need to rank them each, like in order of these mm-hmm. five and it's a random five every time. Isn't that and what so it it's is? It's not just necessarily right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. As opposed to just talking about them. And their their value in each card, like in a, a, in a vacuum, right? So we're comparing not not in a sets. vacuum, but against each other Ooh. that you're ranking. Ooh, now that could be so it oh. could be like battle well, of the cards, true. where so so just... like you're looking at that, and there's five cards, and this is your market row. How are you going to rank these five? I thought that's what it was. Right. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I was, like how? So right. Okay. Well, he said something about ranking them in a vacuum and this and that stuff, and I was like, well. Yes, that's a good idea. Now, the second idea, it kind of picks on that because it's live draft, but we're not going to talk about that today. Guys. Oh, that's teaser. Really, that's a little teaser. That's do you feel that's a tingle? Next, do you feel a little tingle in your insides right now? Because that's, that's going to be a fun. Idea. I feel really confused now. Because <laughs> okay, I well, thought... let's wrap this up, though. Okay, so the standalone card valuation, Ranky Panky. All right. Uh, Ranky Sam's a, a initial idea was to rank all 140 cards, uh, I think, over the Kickstarters or whatever. In a vacuum. Yep. And that yep. could actually connect with card talk. At the end of each card, we could just give it a grade, S through D. Now, I know that's, that's hard to do in a vacuum, but whatever. But Tim yep. kind of piggybacked and morphed it into an idea where we take like a group of five cards. And which then is pit what them, would you do? And then pit them against each other, yeah, which is basically what would you do, which we do at the beginning of every episode. So <laughs> really nice job. <laughs> nice job recycling our, uh, wow. our ideas here. Um, Unintentionally, right. but they're yeah, great nice. ideas, aren't they? Yeah. Now, Amazing. Now, Those are wonderful ideas. We should include them in the podcast. <laughs> well, no, actually, I do like the standalone card valuation, but I, I, I do like giving them a grade. I like that idea. Yeah, we can add that. Yeah, we need and to do we, that. And we'll just say the ranky panky score is. Ooh. Yes. yes. I like that. I heard it. See, now nice. we, it, I like come, that. We've come full circle. Boom. We have. We've redeemed this whole segment. Sam, come, Sam, this idea, I think we're going to go with. I We're like to it. give it a ranky panky score. It's ranky, it's ranky. quick. It's easy. It's funny. Do it. I it's who let the pot out approved. Rated <laughs> S for sack force. <laughs> <laughs> Rated S for exactly. Um, no, great, great job with uh, what who let the what would you do? Who let the pot out and card talk all wrapped into one. And next we are going to move on to community roundup. community roundup uh very quickly i'm just going to bounce through each of these community events because they are quite numerous now so let's do the best that we can to just summarize 
what's happening in the community as of today, August 15th, the year 2022. All right, let's jump right into it. First off is season three of the Tavern Brawl. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of um, games and matches happening every week, but let's just take a look at the overall statistics. So far in first place is the Fellowship of the Bling with three match wins. Um, Close behind them, just um, following in terms of total game wins, is Heroes of the Damned and Guess Congress, both of which also have three match wins total. Um, So this is looking really good. The top ranked players so far are Rucksack, who's 8-1, Rip, also 8-1, Joe Boo, Corey Bear, Peter Panic, also rounding out the other players who sit at 8-1. Thus far, nine games and three weeks down into Tavern Brawl. Uh, Up next is Kings of the Castles. Uh, So far, we still have Rucksack and Noodle Tupe sitting atop Castles A and B, respectively. Rucksack, uh, his defense streak is now at six challenges. Noodle Tupe sits at nine um, Noodle Tupe also holds the uh, longest reign so far in this iteration of the castle. Uh, the current challenge is a Zembu versus Rucksack, which just began, and Bork versus Noodle Tupe. Good luck to you guys. I just uh, faced Rucksack in my own match. It ended poorly for me, but I did take him to five games. So at least I made it close. But uh, King Rucksack is something to deal with, to be sure. As is the other king in Castle B, Noodle Tupe. Um, Up next on the list is the HRPC event, which is continuing on now. Uh, This has so many contestants in it. I think there are 205 players. Uh, That is including players who have multiple characters. Um, So that, you know, that could be actually closer to 40 or 50 people. Um, in reality, playing multiple characters in the event. But anyways, there's 205 adventure, uh, entries, and it, this is pr- um, proceeding all the way up to round four, mostly round three and four in most places, it looks like. So this will be an interesting one. This is all characters allowed, uh, fighting in a huge tournament to see who emerges on top. Um, so check that out. Uh, again, all of the links for these events will be in the show notes. Uh, moving right along to the Highlander series. Uh, he, this event is also moving along. Um, a lot of these events had kind of a s- small delay due to the um, update that happened last week. Uh, but things are kind of uh, moving along now. Most matches here are past round two. Um, I am one of those who is not. I'm actually based up against the cat's meow right now. I need to base the music on that one. Uh, and whoever wins that goes off to face Rucksack in round three, which is fun. 
Uh, Noodle Tupe has actually already advanced to the semifinals there. Zembu and uh, Angelus are other players who have advanced to round three, it looks like. Uh, up next is Survivor. Uh, Survivor is another fun event. This is run by Alex the Katz's Meow. And uh, the event is coming along very well. It looks like um, we've got one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's only eleven players left. All right, and I think there was uh, more than twenty to start with. So uh, more than half the players have been eliminated. This is uh, a really interesting event that gets more and more cutthroat, and uh, a smaller pool of players who are playing every week. Four, six, eight, ten. Yeah, there's actually eleven. So it's Exactly half have been cut out, including me, as of last week. All right, that's another fun one. Speaking of being eliminated, Predator also has been going on, and people and their characters have been eliminated left and right. Uh, I can't get into too much of the details, which will, again, be different by the time you hear this, but as of right now, on the leaderboard, Andalus has 18 trophies, followed closely behind by Arcanel, Goober's Joint, and Agent C13. Uh, they have 16 points each. Rucksack also has 16. Arcanel has 17. All right, so a nice tight race up at the top there. Again, lots of people have uh, lost their characters and their prey. Maybe even the Predators have been completely eliminated, but it's a fun event with a lot of tough competition going on at the top. Okay, that wraps up most of the events that I know of going on at the moment. I uh, hope you guys enjoy following along. If you are hearing about these events, but you're not sure what they are, check out the Discord. Check out the links in the show notes. Uh, everyone is invited. It's open. It's free. It's welcome to all. It's a lot of fun. You get to interact with people and play in a lot of different fun formats. And it's a really fun way to enjoy the game. So if it sounds interesting to you, definitely give it a try. People of all experience and uh, skill levels are welcome. Come and join in the fun. Thanks. All right, everybody, that is going to be the end of the episode this week. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Chris and Sam for joining us. Had a lot of fun chatting with everybody. Uh, awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Thank you, Tim, for that very kind thank you for me. I just wanted to thank you again. And thank you, Matt. And thank you, Chris. And thank you, listeners. And thank you, Moon, and thank you, River, and thank you, Fandar, for bringing me this wonderful game that we all love. That's my sign-off. Sackforce at Scrapforce. <laughs> Let's have a sack-off. Wow, beautiful. Tonight! Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the cast, guys. I also want to give a quick shout-out to everyone in the community for all the support you've shown me on my stream. I really appreciate that. hope to see more of you tuning in as we keep it rolling uh, week after week for a while here. So thanks for the support. We'll catch you all later.
Well said, guys. Uh, thanks to all four seafarers who were uh, on board the SS Sparks and Wreck today. <laughs> uh, it was really fun doing it with four of us. Um, moving into the future, you know, That's you'll probably you see different uh, combinations. If we can get all four uh, rolling like this again, it's great. Maybe there'll be three of us. Maybe be, there'll be two. Maybe just one. No, that would be horrible podcast, which is one of us will try to avoid that. But uh, yeah. it's awesome to be able to have uh, this great group of guys to uh, do this with. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, share this with your friends. Leave us a review. Join in on the Discord uh, discussions or on Facebook if that's what you prefer. And you know, become an active member of the community. That's really what it's all about. And we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed episode 12. We'll catch you on the flip side. show congratulations you're a nerd tune into the next episode of sparks and recreation for more on community events meta analysis and everything hero realms